we're back. We had a little bit of a break, but Mel and Scott are here. Parkrun adventurers are rested. Scotty, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mel. Good to be back. You, did you have a nice holiday? I did. Holidays are lots of fun, and I had lots of fun. Excellent. They're usually too short, though, I find. It gets to that point. Like, at the start of a holiday, you think, oh, my God, it's so exciting. What are we going to do? We've got so much time. And then the last few days, you start panicking that, you know, the holiday's coming to an end. But um, this was a nice break. And the best bit about it was we got to do it together. There were some adventures. Yes. Parkrun adventurers, in fact. <laughs> Parkrun adventurers on adventures. And where did we go? Well, we were in Hamilton Island. I've been lucky enough to run Hamilton Island before. You did it for the first time. First impressions? Ah, oh, it was Hamilton Island Park Run is an enigma. That is my first impression. It's not like other park runs. It is not. There are several things about it that are not like other park runs. But we're not going to give too much away. What happens on the island stays on the island. But it's fair to say it's a must visit. It is a great morning. It's a great setting. Very friendly crew. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. Yeah, definitely a must do. And and that for me completed the Whit Sunday double. So that's pretty exciting as well. One other cool thing that happened on the weekend is that my beautiful wife managed to chalk up a hundred park runs. Yeah, Yvonne. You you ran with Yvonne? Yes, and Kasha. I, I ran with Ivana and Kasha. So that was a wonderful experience for me. I felt very um I, I know I use the word privileged a lot, but I really did feel privileged to be there when she got to do her milestone because it's a big deal getting to 100 park runs. And it was lovely that I was able to share that with her and, and Kasha. So that was awesome. Well done, Ivana. It was a long time coming too. We'd had like two false starts because she's had a little bit of an injury. And firstly, we tried to do it at Studley and then we tried to do it at Westerfolds and then she just had to settle with... Hamilton Island. <laughs> yes, what a shocker. Terrible, terrible place to run a milestone. She does it tough, my wife. <laughs> we also took to the trails while we were there too. We did. We took advantage of the, the various hills and the uh, scenery to go look at a different aspect of the island my, I'm still a little bit sore from that particular adventure, but it was good fun. I still struggle, even though it's July, August. I still struggle with the heat. Really? Yeah, I do. I admire, I admire how you guys go through summer even more. That no, that was perfect weather. I I was impressed that I was able to wear uh, a singlet running top as opposed to um, a t-shirt and a a jumper or a long sleeve running top because yeah winter for me has has been very rugged up and long pants and everything and yeah so shorts and a singlet top that that was pretty perfect temperatures i recommend if you're going to head to hamilton island and you want to do some running do it in the winter <laughs> i can imagine it would get quite warmer in the summertime and you have experienced that firsthand but yeah you're a bit soft if you think that was hot on the weekend I just warmed up quicker than I'd, I'd like. That was all. But you're right. Much cooler than um, when I visited in December last year. So we've had a holiday. A couple of weeks back, you also ventured out to Maryborough for their anniversary. Did you have some fun times there? I did. It was great to celebrate Maryborough's first anniversary with them. It is a wonderful community event. I love it more every time I go this is the fourth time I've been and it's just fantastic the community that Andrew and Mel have you know brought in around them up there and it's one of those events that 
I think once events get a little bit older, they stop they stop attracting sometimes the people that really need to be there, you know, the people that are going for their fitness or they've got weight loss goals in mind and they they just I don't know, they develop into events that have these people who've been going for several years now and they've moved through all those stages and they're fit and active even if they hadn't been when they started. But Meribara is still maintaining, you know, that really welcoming, inclusive nature for people of all shapes and sizes and and all fitness levels. And so it had a lot more sort of at the tail end of the park run in terms of the times that people were finishing than a lot of the other somewhat older park runs that I've been to of late. So I really, I really loved being able to cheer in so many people who were at the back end and who were doing it so hard but you could just see the determination on their face and and the struggles that they were overcoming and you know it it was a proud moment to just be standing at that finish line I was timekeeper so I wasn't finishing ahead of them but I yeah had the privilege of timing them all and um yeah no it was great good on you Mary Barr is this maybe a trend we're seeing in parkrun we are becoming more inclusive and we're encouraging more, dare I say, regular folk down to um, join in that park run. As opposed to when it started in Australia, it was it was a running event. I, I think, yeah, that would be a trend that I've seen certainly uh, from behind the scenes with what the event teams are trying to do. You know, they're, they're looking for more promotional assets to use, I guess, to, to help them encourage the walkers and help them encourage people of other abilities to come along and feel included. So, yeah, I, I would agree definitely that that's something that we're pushing more towards, which is great to see because it really is for everyone. Also two weeks ago, PK, our man in South Australia, visited Strathalban Parkrun and he got a bit of audio for us. So let's take a listen to that. G'day, Scott and Mel. Uh, this is Paul Kitching, or PK, from uh, South Australia, checking in again with some parkrun adventuring. Um, just on our way, uh, me and um, Gary, Gaz, Gary Denham, um, on our way to do the Strathalban parkrun, um, which is about oh, 45 minutes out of Adelaide. Uh, into the hills. Uh, it's been a bit of a wet and windy uh, couple of days up here, so uh, yeah, there was a bit of a worry there for a while that it might not actually go ahead with lots of trees down, etc. But I believe is all is good. So we're looking forward to that. Strath is one of the new courses here or new events here in South Australia, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to checking it out. Um, uh, we'll let you know uh, once we've finished it. Okay, we've just finished the Strath Alban uh, Park Run. And what a beautiful parkrun it is. Uh, I'm here with uh, a few uh, parkrun adventurers like myself. G'day, Reese. Hey, Paul. How are you? Good, mate. Uh, I uh, put a little lazy comment on Facebook during the week uh, when Reese mentioned that he was coming back from an injury, saying, well, mate, you should come and do parkrun at Strath. Not thinking that he'd uh, join me up here in the hills, but uh, very impressed that you made it, mate. How'd you go? Thanks very much, Paul. It was good this morning. I came up with Dad and my son, Finn. Um, we uh, kept the natural age order of things going. Dad came in first, I came in second, and Finn did ninth, I believe. Yes, he just beat me. I just uh, saw Finn rocking past me, doing very well. Love it when a, when a youngster you know, beats you. <laughs> um, yeah, you've done a few park runs then. I've done, uh, what's this, my 53rd or 54th, something like that. Congrats. Yeah. Where's your home park run? Uh, Torrens Park Run Torrens. in Adelaide. Fantastic. Uh, and, what, and how's the Strath course, mate? I like the Strath course. It's, it's kind of like Murray Bridge. Um, it's nice out and back, then do it twice. Lovely atmosphere. Good bunch of people, well run, good volunteers. Yeah, fantastic. Good on you, Reese. I'll just say good day to, you, to your, the rest of the family. Yes, yeah, so we've got three generations here at Park Run today. Well done, Peter. How'd you go? Oh, well, I know where you came. Where'd you come? <laughs> yeah, well done. And uh, how, how many Park Runs have you done? 101. Far out. This is the legendary Peter Sandry that we're speaking with here. What's your background, Peter? You've, you've run all your life? No, I started when I was 40. Really? Yeah, I when I was Reese's age. Ah. Yeah. Smile, please, Peter. Yep, we're having having a photo taken here by young Gaz. Good work. Uh, great to see you here. And Finn, cool. enjoy. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. It was the best thing that you've done um, uh, this Saturday so far, isn't it? Yeah, it was. 
apart- <laughs> other than waking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on you for making the effort, mate. Well, thanks, uh, guys. Well done. Uh, we'll go and chat to a few other crew, and uh, awesome to see you out here at Strath. Cheers, CJ. Okay, we are now at uh, the you know, after party, the, the, the park run after party at Jack's Cafe here um, in Strathalbyn, and I'm here with uh, James Clegg, who's the event director for Strath. Uh, how are you, James? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, congratulations. Uh, Strath's a beautiful course. You should be very proud. Um, four weeks in now. How's it all travelling? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster getting everything sorted out. Uh, myself and uh, Paul Jude, who's, uh, who's the other event director, um, put a lot of time and effort into it, but it seems to have paid off. Beautiful local community and um, great to see um, uh, quite a few people out here enjoying it. Where was your course, I suppose, your home course before Strath? Um, home course was Mount Barker, but uh, managed to do um, one in uh, Main Beach and uh, done Victor... Um, We've done uh, Huddersfield in the UK. Nice. Um, and uh, it's probably uh, a couple more, but struggle to think of them at the moment. Ah, that's all right, mate. No, that's good. And um, good to see more people out here. So wonderful that South Australia's um, getting more uh, park runs. Um, we've, uh, we've got Christie's next week, Ramark open last week. So, um, no, it's awesome. Strat's a beautiful part of the world. And um, I uh, highly recommend more people getting out here. Good on you, James. Thanks to you and the volunteers and everything you've done. Thank you. Good work. Thanks, mate. Over and out from Park Run Strath. Another fantastic job from PK. We're going to start to assemble our own Channel 4 news team, and I think PK's already made the cut. He has indeed. Thanks very much, PK, and welcome. Also out and about since last we had an episode was Dave D'Alessio, who went to have an adventure on the longest run in New South Wales this weekend. Let's hear from Dave and all the fun he had. Morning listeners, we're down here for Sydney's inaugural longest run. First stop is Cronulla. Beautiful morning, 6.30 in the morning, nice healthy turnout. Cronulla Park Run is a mix of trail and sand dune, so I wouldn't be wearing Vibram Five Fingers or uh, Barefoot for this one. Well that's number one out of the way, Cronulla. Good time, beautiful sunrise, a um, lot of sand this morning, fair amount of runners, probably 40 at least. Um, everyone's glad to get Cronulla out of the way. Now we're going to go for some coffee and breakfast and um, head to Menai. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now we've just done Menai, longest run number two. Uh, it's a two lap course. It's around the big park, around some bush over a bridge, up the back street and back. And again for two laps. Um, Wayne looks after this one and he generally uh, blower dries the uh, the course, but I think he had the night off. It was a bit leafy today. G'day parkrun adventurers. I'm here with uh, Bruce. Bruce, quick 30 seconds. Which parkrun are you from? Uh, I've come from Cronulla. Cronulla. Now, how many parkruns have you done? Oh, I'll be about 15, 16 now. Okay, now have you, have you enjoyed today? Absolutely magnificent. Yeah, and how's, love, love the challenge. How's your times been going? Better than what I expected, around 26 minutes overall. Yeah, now would you do it again next year? Oh, I'd love to. Going to do the Melbourne one next year too. We're here at um, where are we? Mossman Park Mo- Run. Mossman Park Run, we've just finished it. It's, we've got one more to go. I'm here with Paul, who's been the uh, chief flag bearer and the, uh, the most unreal host hosting everything. So I'm going to ask Paul a few questions. Paul? Why'd you do it? <laughs> Why did I make you suffer? Yeah, please. No, no one's suffering. Everyone's fine. There's everyone sweating around, you know. No, it's been yeah. great. It's, um, you know, it started up up in um, Queensland, obviously, and, um, and yeah, it's been really good down here. I think it's the course has been good. We have a few little delays at the end because people are getting so tired, but it's all been pretty good. And It's also Sid- Sydney traffic. Yeah, Sydney traffic. Uh, is a nightmare, but it's been very well organised. Um, our group, the Rebel Runners, have loved it. You're a great host. Thanks. Um, can't wait to do it again next week. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> next year. Next year, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to sit down at work tomorrow. Oh. But uh, well done, Paul. Thanks. Congrats. And uh, we'll get a few more interviews. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Thanks. I'm here with uh, Klaus. Klaus, quick 30 seconds. Yes. How have you enjoyed today's um, longest run? It's been tough. Uh, we're just about to come to our last park run. We've done six already. Uh, it's been good. 
Very enjoyable, very tight-knit uh, group, about 30, 40 of us. Now, speaking of tight-knit, can you confirm or deny that you actually ran St Peter's, which is uh, number five, in a cape today? Uh, yeah, so I thought I'd do a little bit of a dress-up today. Uh, so, wore a cape and mask. Okay. Yep, and now we're in uh, Curl Curl on the beach, so uh, kind of a bit of a beach theme going. All right. Now, podcasters, it even gets even funnier, because, um, Klaus... How did you get the cape off after the run? I struggled with the cape. I actually got it in night. I had to go to a garage and ask for a, uh, an attendant to, uh, to cut the cape off. Okay, so now you went in the Shell service station. Yes. And you asked him if, you could, if, you could, uh, if he could cut your cape off. I asked him, have you got a knife? Yeah. D- did he try to sell you like two extra Snickers for five bucks or something like that? And no, he didn't. No, he, was no, very, he didn't. He was, he was good. He was very good. Now, speaking of more clothing, what are you wearing... Now well, for the last one. Well, I thought I'd go, uh, we're on Kirkhall, we're on the northern beaches, I thought I'd go the board shorts, a little bit of zinc cream, and throw in a Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt. Why not? And how, how have your times been today? Times have been pretty good, yeah, I was, I was happy with them early on, obviously they've sort of slowed down a little bit towards the end, yeah. which is expected. Oh, it's just tough work. Uh, but overall, been been happy with the times. Alright, well it's been a great day, hasn't it? It has been fantastic. Alright. Well, thanks, Klaus, for the interview. Really appreciate it. Um, if you want to say hello to all the podcast fans, Mel, Mel and Scotty. Hey, Mel and Scotty. Thanks for listening. And uh, it's been a great day today. Really enjoyed it and look forward to, uh, to doing it again next year. Now, make sure you, you download the podcast. <laughs> thanks, Klaus. All right, I'm here with Mel, another Mel. Mel, how's your day been? Uh, it's been a long day from uh, sunrise out at Cronulla, but uh, feeling... A little bit tight and tired now. It's been a good day though. Okay, and where's your home park run? Shell Harbour. Shell Harbour? Yeah, down at Killalea State Forest. It's beautiful. So, what time did you leave down there to get up here this morning? 4 a.m. 4 a.m. You guys are nuts. We're keen. Keen, keen park runners. How many park runs have you done down there? Uh, 46. 46. Now, have you done any of the other ones today? Uh, any of the other. Previously? On oh, the no, line? this is my. Um, I'm a virgin out of town park runner. Right. That's good. How are the legs? Uh, a little bit stiff, but not too bad, really. All right. All things Welcome back, right. listeners. I'm here with, um, what's your name? Barry. Barry Legstrong. Barry Legstrong. And you're from uh, Westerfolds? Westerfolds Park. Did yes. you hear that, Scotty Emil? Westerfolds Park. Uh, why are you up here? Why well, here? Look, it's, it's, it's part of my training for Rio. Rio. Yes. Right, so you're on the next plane? I am. I'm, I'm waiting for the charter plane. Um, it was a special, special ask for the coach, yep. um, some of this interval training. Yep. And look, they, they really need me, so look, I thought I'd give it a good stab, and um, look, I'll be off later tonight. Now, um, you've done all seven today? Correct, that was in the plan, all seven. Yeah, yes. now it looks like um, since this morning your hair's grown a lot longer. Look, look, the perm does fall out a little as it gets a little bit yeah. sweaty, but um, look, it, it, it's not a hindrance at all. It's, all right, look. and uh, how many runs have you done at Westerfolds? Westerfolds, uh, uh, done about uh, 90 odd at Westerfolds now. Yeah. Now, why did your mate Scotty go and start up Studley? And he's a Westerfoldian. He is. Look, he loves to spread his wings. He's a, he's a man yeah. of many talents. Yeah. And Studley is a, is, is a, is a precious course. Have you bit done Studley? Run. Yes, it, it's a bit of a trial run in a yeah. beautiful park. Um, look, a, a man's, he's got an insatiable appetite for uh, park run and uh, look, he just couldn't help himself. All right, now, is this the first time you're up here in Sydney doing all these runs? It is, yes. I haven't done uh, any park runs uh, in, in the C- city. CBD sort of yeah. area. What's been your favourite one today? Um, look, I've got I've got two. two. Um, Curl Call here to finish is, is yeah. gorgeous. A beautiful flat track. I was well, you're dressed legs. up. I mean, you've got yeah. fluoro green. Uh, what was it hockers? No, I've got the, they've got the sketches on. Sketches. You've got sketches. You've got. I've got the Nike top. Nike top. Um, you got the Melbourne yep. Marathon number two six zero six one. So we'll stalk you. Was that last year's exactly. one? Exactly. Yes. 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 All right. Look. And what time do you do? Uh, do today's running? Oh, it's not about the times. No? It's not about the times, it's about the distance, it's about how I feel, okay. and uh, it's been really good. All right, Barry, well, listen, absolute pleasure talking to a legend. Uh, good luck in Rio, and don't uh, set the place on fire with any uh, smoking. I'll try not to. Cheers. Thanks, Barry. The final wrap, Cronulla Park Run, beautiful morning, beautiful sunrise, out and back course, a little bit tough, but um, well worth the trip down south to the Shire. Then we went over to uh, Menai, where we actually found Menai was a little bit colder than Cronulla. That's a two-lap course, out and back twice, around the park. That was quite good. And then followed by that, we went over to Rhodes, and this is where um, we got lost, and we ended up 20 minutes behind the start. But Rhodes, beautiful run out near Ikea, near uh, near Homebush. 
Uh, Sydney traffic, absolute rubbish. But a very nice, flat, easy, fast run. After that, we headed over to Cooks River, where that's a two-lap course, out and back twice next to the, the river, quite quite greeny, qu- quite peaceful, and I think everyone was pretty well hungry by then because everyone was looking forward to the uh, the lunch break at the Golden Barley Hotel, which is at, at um, Marrickville. After we had lunch, we headed over to St Peter's, which is about five minutes away, did the big St Peter's run. We actually had some volunteers help out to marshal because if you see it on the map, it looks like a bowl of spaghetti. But we managed to um, successfully have no lost runners at St Peter's. It's my home run. I love St Peter's. And our chalk marker, Athene, she does a wonderful job. And the chalk was still there from yesterday morning's run. So we had uh, no one lost on that one. Followed by St Peter's. Then we hit the road over to Mossman down near the Spit Bridge. And that's a three-lap course around uh, around the park and then up a up a hill, which is uh, quite murderous, actually. Now, the funniest thing, I think, that happened at Mossman was when uh, Paul from the Cheetahs group said, ready, set, go, and then everyone started to go, and then everyone just groaned and grunted, and everyone was in pain. But great afternoon down by the, the river, um, done the three laps, jumped back in the car and headed for the seventh and final one, which was over at Curl Curl. Now, this was Paul and his crew's run, and Curl Curl's very well organised. They had marshals there. They were so happy to have us over, and it was a great run. Getting dark towards the end, but um, really a great run. Enjoyed Sydney's longest run. Wish it was probably a little bit more advertised. We had a hardcore group of about 40 runners, and there was a lot of encouragement from the first person that done any course in in 20 minutes to and the final person who had done it in you know 50 minutes everyone was very positive encouraging and supportive and can't wait to um have this event back again in Sydney at least it was a little bit warmer than it would have been in June but um once again thanks to Paul and his cheaters group and everyone else who organized the longest run um it was unreal. Um, having said that, my legs are very sore and I think work tomorrow is going to be a struggle. So Mel and Scotty, thank you for letting me have the opportunity to report back to you on Sydney's Longest Run. It was an absolute blast. I hope you um, enjoyed the, the interviews and the characters and the people. They were, they were just they were unreal. So uh, this is Fluoro Dave from the Rebel Runners at St Peter's signing off. Thanks, guys. Love your work too, Dave. Making Also making a strong case to be added to the Channel 4 news team. Great first up effort. You must be looking forward to your longest run. It's a long time coming, Mel. It's coming up for you this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited. I can, like, barely contain myself. It's going to be amazing. And with all the wonderful weather we've been having lately, I think it's just going to be another magical day this coming weekend. And yes, I cannot wait, cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Joining us next, we have Parkrun Australia's second only full-time employee she is the national operations manager which i'm pretty sure means she's the glue that keeps it all together and keeps our big boss team in line welcome to the podcast renee gimbert thanks guys for having me it is good to have you on the pod renee last time we had tim on i threatened to get you on this time around and we would ask renee the hard-hitting questions but before we do that let's find out about Renee. How did you get involved in Parkrun and what's your Parkrun story? Well, my Parkrun story goes back to day one, um, the launch on the Gold Coast, Main Beach. Um, I wasn't a runner at the time. Uh, my husband um, had found out about Parkrun through work. It was, you know, this, this new great thing coming to the Gold Coast. So we decided to go along. Um, there was... 100-odd people on the first event. Um, 
everyone standing there looking awfully nervous, no one knowing actually what's going on. Um, and we ran it. And from that moment, I was hooked. So as I said, I wasn't a runner. I think I did my first park run in 36-odd minutes. Um, to me, that was a massive achievement. I'd not been running much at all. I'd, I think I'd entered one sort of paid event in the lead up to that. So to finish park run and then enjoy it, love it, you know, be proud that I, I actually achieved the whole thing without stopping that sort of thing made me want to go back for more. And um, so we were hooked from that moment on. We were hooked every weekend. Um, we would go to park run at Main Beach. Um, from there, we a, a good 12 months later, we decided we didn't live near Main Beach. It, it wasn't our, you know, now it's certainly not our closest run, but it wasn't. We travelled, you know, 20-odd minutes to get there. Um so we then decided we wanted to give other people the same opportunity that we had. So we looked to launch in a location a, a little closer to home. But also there's kind of this stigma on the Gold Coast, I think, that people don't like to travel too far. So we took Parkrun to Coomera. Um, that was at the time the seventh Parkrun in Australia. And we started a great family-friendly um, community environment, which is still still our home run. Um, we we converted to there. Um, it, it just was the right fit for us, the right move to actually go and, and be able to start a park run in another location and let other people experience what we did. We th I then took on the role of territory director. So I stepped back from being on the front line and had you know less of a hands-on role um, but then being able to travel around to different runs and be there to help other you know other event directors out um, was it was a perfect fit for us um, for me to to also step down as event director. Now Renee you are still a territory director for Parkrun Australia but recently you became the national operations manager how did that all come about? like most people, have this passion for parkrun. And it was something that I thoroughly enjoyed and wanted to do more of. So I helped out Tim where I could. Um, growing so much in such a short period of time meant, you know, there, there was the workload was growing. So I'd put my hand up to help out Tim and, and behind the scenes was doing things to help out, looking after um, some local supporters. So it, it was at that period that, you know, I'd volunteered for some time and then when an, a role became available, it, it seemed like a good opportunity, a perfect fit to move into to what I was already doing part of. Um, obviously, since then, my, my role's expanded into a lot more. It was a great fit for me. It, it's an ideal role and, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that, that are passionate about parkrun and that, that would feel the same in that they want to be doing it you know, every day. That brings us quite nicely actually to our very first question from one of our listeners. Peter Polman would like to know, what does your role do for Parkrun? All right, so my role is looks after all the operations aspects. So I've taken all of the operations side of Tim, which means it can allow him to work on the strategic side of Parkrun. It, it gives him the opportunity to look for sponsors. Um, whilst Parkrun will always be free for runners, there, it, there's always a cost um, to actually deliver Parkrun. So we need to be actively looking for, for sponsorship opportunities so we can continue to offer Parkrun for free, which is the case. It will always be free. So my role actually allows us as an organisation to grow um, because I'm looking after the behind the scenes side of things. So my, my role also helps streamline the whole process. So I've been able to implement processes since starting. I'm able to come up with, you know, like to implement policies or new pr procedures and that also helps our events to be consistent. Peter also wants to, he's curious to know if Parkrun is happy with the take-up of the Wallaby Gold gear or the apricot gear as the um, our UK friends insist on calling it. 
And is there a top five of park runs being requested? Okay, so to answer the first question, we are most certainly happy with the take-up of the apricot shirt. Um, there's a number of reasons in, in why we have produced those and part of it is because there was a need for, for runners. So you look out there now and at, at every event I would say there, there's someone with an apricot shirt on or, or more so in Australia an apricot singlet. So there was such a demand for runners to want to get something that they can run in. So whilst our um, club shirts are brilliant, a lot of people in Australia don't don't like to run in a t-shirt. So we've had we've been able to implement the apricot shirt for that reason. But we've also been a, there's also a benefit in us launching this singlet because we there's there's an increased running cost in delivering parkrun every week. So part of the sales will always go back into parkrun, which therefore will continue to make parkrun for free um, or make parkrun free. Sorry. Um, but it also is a great opportunity for us to support Tribe Sport. So Tribe Sport are a small business um, and the way that the relationship with them started is quite interesting in that they put their hand up because they wanted to help. They reached out because they knew we were having issues with sourcing a new T-shirt supplier. So by purchasing a shirt is, a, is an ideal way to support them who, who then in turn support us by providing us these free um, club shirts for for every milestone. Tribe Sports certainly do a great job. Do you do you know, Renee, if there are a top five park runs being requested? So I'm assuming what Pina means is that on those um, technical tees and singlets, you can actually choose to have your home park run um, printed on the shirt. So are, are you aware? Is that something you'd have access to? I don't have access to that at the moment. No. Let's just assume it's probably Kawana, Studley. <laughs> Kumara. Yeah, well, that's the top three anyway. We've also got another question from a parkrunner in the ACT, William Barlow. He would like to know what sort of things do and do not get shared on the Parkrun Australia official Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages because in general he would like to see more posts. All right, so this... This is, I can answer part of this question, but I can also tell you that this side is, is not something that I um, am hands-on with every day. The social media side is still looked after by Tim. We, in regards to what social medias we use, Facebook is our main, our main means of communication and that's not only with runners out there but internally with our event directors, um, territory directors. So we like to use the channels for all sorts of things. So important announcements, and, and that's both Australia-wide Australia and also worldwide. You'll notice we often will put on there if, if an event has unfortunately had to cancel at the last minute due to you know weather, we use it to run competitions. Um, we always put on there our newsletters. Uh, I think if William's looking for more posts, I mean, that's certainly something we can we can look to do. But I would also encourage people to get on, on board with their local Facebook page. So not only the Parkrun Australia page, but also at a local event level. So runs that you've been to or runs that you're going to or your home run as well. Because I think there's also a great interaction and a great community on those local pages. Do you think there's room for Parkrun Australia to do more in the social media space? I think there's always space to to do more. Um, social media is is for us is the way that we advertise. We we don't pay for advertising. We don't we don't have any need. It's all by word of mouth. So social media is our biggest tool in getting people to parkrun. So there's always an opportunity to do more. Um, but again, I think it comes back to across all levels. So whilst we can promote things at a parkrun Australia level. We don't sort of mention individual runs generally. It's more of a broader um, running sort of communication or, or worldwide what's happening in the, you know, in the parkrun world in other countries or, or things like that. So, yeah, I definitely think we can do more, but I think that will also come across more from Parkrun Australia and also on local sites. Now, Renee, we're called the Parkrun Adventurers for a reason. 
and that's because we love adventures. You have been to 40 different events in Australia. Can you give us a top three? And you can't say Coomera. I notice that you say in Australia. I have been to international runs as well. Well, you're welcome to include those. Okay, top three. And I'm not allowed to use Coomera, is that right? No, that is correct. So I suppose you're expecting me to give you Kiwana and Studley as an example. <laughs> Only if you've done them. <laughs> I haven't run Studley, um, shame on me, but I, it is on my list. So I'm going to say um, top three. All right, the first one will be Main Beach, and this is because I can't use Coomera. So Main Beach is what got me into running, um, and, the, you know, it's, it's always a special park run to me. It's also very close to me now and, and I enjoy the run. I even run the park run track um, other days of the week. It's not just a Saturday park run for me. It's it's a brilliant run. Um, it's a mix of sand and gravel and trails and it's got a beautiful view. So that that's, that's going to be my number one. Remembering I can't say Coomera. Um, the second one I'm going to say Bushy Park. Um, bushy... It was the very first park run in the world. It is it, a strange story, an adventurous story. Uh, my husband and I flew into London one Friday night, Friday afternoon, stayed the night, ran park run and then got back on a plane. It was, you know, we were on the other side of the world and we didn't want to miss out on a park run. I'm sure there are, are lots of other people out there like that. Um, what's What... Um, was quite amusing to me at the time was the signs about deer. So th th they have deer around the park, which I thought um, was actually the only park run that would, would have deer on, on their course. I've since learnt, learnt that there's Hamilton Island Park Run actually used to be a, a deer park. So there are deer in Hamilton Island apparently. Number three. This is a tricky one. I've done a, a lot of different park runs. I'm going to say Curl Curl Park Run. Curl Curl's in New South Wales. It's in my hometown where I grew up. So that um, park run's very special to me because when I visit there, which I'm actually going to next weekend, I get the opportunity to run with my sister or my dad. And last time I was there, I ran with my sister. I'm sure she wanted to kill me because I kept making her feel like vomiting. But it, it's for me. It's it, that's what it's about: being able to go there and run with my family. So that's my number three, and make them feel like vomiting. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> love it. I love that you've got two in your top three for for sentimental reasons, and one for a super adventure reason. Do you have many on the list of like must get to next? events studly <laughs> <laughs> great answer but Bruno, i'm not there every week so so i have to line it up when you, with when you're there yep call ahead call ahead okay yeah um yeah look there's there's a lot of runs that i haven't actually done that are close to home there's a number of runs in brisbane and also on the sunshine coast that i haven't made it to yet i'm actually at a different park run every week so i do struggle to get two newer park runs but I, it's definitely on my list another one is Sirame park run is is on my on the high high up the list of um, wanting to travel to very soon purely for recreational reasons i'm sure oh most definitely um and for all the fans out there i also hear that there's a pokemon stop or pokemons out there on the course so that's not the reason <laughs> i want to go but but others might be interested you, I'm guessing you must be excited about the future of Parkrun Australia. Have you Most got definitely. Any, have you got anything um, big planned in store? Can you can you tease us with some exciting news coming? There's um, there's a lot of new parkruns on the cards, and we're at this rate we're growing rapidly. We've got a new parkrun launch lined up for most weekends, so it's exciting that we and not only growing in sort of larger cities, but we're growing out in regional areas as well. I would like to see more in, in other remote areas or, or regional areas as well. 
where it just is a massive change for the town. So a recent example is Weeper Park Run. It started two weeks ago. Um, they had 3% of their population come out to the first park run. So there's 3,000 in the town. They had 100 people come out to their first their first run. And what struck me with that is the event director was so excited that park run was coming to the town because apparently it's the best thing to happen to the town since Colour TV. That's impressive. Apparently also exciting for them. But so growth is, is the biggest thing um, happening with, with Parkrun at the moment. And then, as I was saying before, in, in my role, a lot of it is around communication. So we hope that although it's not a big exciting news, we can continue to you know, communicate with with the parkrun event directors, with the teams um, of volunteers, and you know that that is actually exciting for us that we've we've got this platform and we're developing these platforms where we can be communicating with everyone, um, you know, effectively. Sounds good. Sounds exciting. Renee, thanks heaps for coming on our podcast. We're honoured, and we're also excited for you and for parkrun that you're on. Thank the you team. for having me. If you have any more tricky questions, you can send them through and um, I can, you know, get some answers to you or, or whatnot. Great. We might have some – Tim's got some competition to get back on the pod. <laughs> well, so I, I, might book, I might remove that from his schedule. <laughs> Pop myself. We'd love to have you back. Thank you. It's time to catch up with another event director from one of our events around Australia. We're visiting out to Rhodes, a cool name, and also a course that I freedom run a few months ago and really enjoyed. So welcome to the podcast, Hamish Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. It's good, it's good to be here. Now, the Rhodes Park Run is situated out at Sydney Olympic Park. That's where you start, isn't it? Yeah, so we start um, in the kind of the area of Sydney Olympic Park um, in what's called Bicentennial Park. And so we do a small loop in Bicentennial Park, uh, about a K, and then we head up to the, the suburb of Rhodes um, and run along the water. Um, there's a little bay there, and then we come and loop back all the way back into Bicentennial Park. Running up to the water um, is really nice, but tell me a bit about the park itself. I think when I ran there. I got it completely wrong, I think. How much of it do you run in the Olympic precinct there? Well, we have, we, have a, we have a simple kind of loop where we, where we start off, and so that, that, that is about a K. And so probably two Ks all up within, um, within Bicentennial Park and before we hit the suburb of Rhodes. Tell us how Rhodes came about, because it's not where you originated. You started Park Run somewhere else. Yes, that is that is true. I started my Park Run, well, career story. I don't know which is the best phrase. I'm at Parramatta Park Run. Um, back in the day when Jonathan Arthur, who's now the Territory Director, um, was setting up um, Parramatta Park Run, I was actually a colleague of his at um, a place called the Children's Medical Research Institute. So he knew I was interested in running um, and asked whether I'd be interested to kind of um, to help him uh, with park run. And I, I, I thought it was a great idea. I hadn't been to a park run before that. Um, I started going to Parramatta, got absolutely hooked on the idea, um, started training really hard to try and get faster and faster and faster. Um, unfortunately, I think I've fallen off my pace at the moment, but that's okay. Um, and then after we'd probably been going for about two years, I think it was, the Canada Bay Council, which is actually the neighbouring council to, to the Parramatta Council, um, they were very interested in getting a park run set up. Um, the numbers at Parramatta were growing quite quite considerably, so I thought this was a great opportunity. Sat down with Jonathan and said, look, I think this is great. I'm keen to put my hand up. Uh, and the event director road. So once that was all sorted, then had the fun job of, of trying to find a suitable course, trying to find 5Ks uh, 
It, we have had multiple um, re-editions of our course just due to various construction that's going on um, in the area, but we've settled on one that which we think will probably hopefully be our long-term course. You just changed it recently, didn't you? Yes, yes. Um, there's a lot. Of, there's been there's been a new um, bridge put across the bay at Rhodes, so that blocked off um, our original course. Uh, but then we uh, we had various loops around within Bicentennial Park, but it seemed that the bridges were going to be Rhodes' kryptonite because they kept on closing different bridges or doing maintenance work on different bridges. So our course then ended up having to kind of fit into slot into the current um, course it is. You've been going for over a year now. I have you enjoyed the experience so far at Rhodes? Yes, uh, yeah, I've absolutely loved um, Rhodes Park Run. So we've had our sixty seventh event um, last Saturday, um, and I think we've got we've got a really good core team of volunteers that um, help help me run Rhodes Park Run, and we have some really um, dedicated locals that turn up every week, and it's formed a really nice community there. And yeah, it's 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 been great. You have actually got a reputation preceding you for having such a wonderful welcoming commit, um, community there, Hamish. I understand that you recently welcomed the girls from the Run Beyond project. Yes, that, that is true. That is true. And I, um, I do believe that they've just finished their, um, their Blacktown uh, running festival run on Sunday, actually. So the Run Beyond project uh, was a great kind of project to try and get... Um, disadvantaged youth in, into running and give them something to aim for. Um, and so it was really great that they could come along to roads. We did try and kind of make them feel welcome and, and encourage, encourage them on. And it was really good to kind of see them, see see the project through through to the end on the weekend. We also had Jess Trengrove on the show a couple of weeks ago. And she mentioned roads. She mentioned that she'd run there. Do you remember the day Jess visited? Yes. Yes, yes, it's amazing how someone with that calibre can run along and chat and still get a very good time over over 5Ks. Did you beat her? No. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish. She looked very comfortable for all of 5Ks and was there chatting to people around her. We did notice that you do like to run pretty fast, Hamish. Yeah. Yeah, so the thing is, I, I suppose I, ha- I have been faster, um, probably a little bit off the pace at the moment. I think my PB is just under 18 minutes, but currently I'm running just over 20. That's fast. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've got the city to surf coming up in a couple of weeks, so I, I'm, I've been hard training for the last two weeks. So what do you use Parkrun for your running experience, do you use it just to run as hard as you can every week and, and test yourself to find out where you're at? Yes, I do. I, Saturday mornings at Park Run is my fast run for the week. Um, some weeks, of course, things your day job and other things get in the way, so training might not be so great. But I usually do probably go quite hard out at Park Run to try and get a good to get as good a time as possible, given the training I've been doing. And what about your adventuring, Hamish? You said you started at Parramatta, which are, I think you've still done most of your runs there. Do you get yeah, around? Yeah, so I, I haven't been to too many different park runs, not as many as I'd like to, especially because there's some very close around roads. Um, there's Cooks River. Um, it's fairly close. I've never been there. The Ponds is not too far away. I've never been there. Um, but I have been to a few. I've been to... Um, to um, one in New Zealand um, called Hagley. I've run there a couple of times. Um, and I've also been to one in, in the UK as well. Um, I have been to Lawson. I think that's a great, great park run. Very different probably to Rhodes. Of course, that's hilly and more kind of fire trails, whereas Rhodes is kind of flatter and more more tarsial. And do you have uh, a list of want to do in the futures, Hamish? Well, the first ones I'd like to do are the ones immediately around around the, the area. So that would be the Ponds and, and Cooks River. So they're the next two that I really, really want to get to in the near future. Wonderful. Well, we hope you manage to get there sometime soon. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You're more than welcome. 
lots of big things happening out and about around the grounds in the last fortnight. We've got congrats to go to the Run Beyond Project girls who did complete their goal of running the 10K event at the M7 Westlink Blacktown Running Festival. Wonderful job, girls. We're sure you all got every cheer that you deserved, so well done. Congrats also to Brendan Peel, who recently became a navigator, joining the Compass Club when he ran Kingscliff Park Run two weeks ago. And New Farm Park Run celebrated its 250th event on Saturday. How awesome is that? They get to wear the beautiful forest green now. Well done, New Farm. Social media blew up for us while we were away, and we, we loved it. So we managed to stay in touch with all our adventurers. So many posts and photos that we're not going to run through all of them. But just to say we love them all and keep them coming. Instagram went crazy over the weekend in particular. So thanks. We have one event launching this week that we're all a bit excited down here in Melbourne. Chelsea Bicentennial is launching on Saturday. So this will help fill this big black hole we've got in Melbourne, southeast, where Melbourne's growing. It's blowing up everywhere, except for the most populated part of Melbourne. So hopefully Chelsea will fill that void. And where's the cake this week, Scotty? Oh, well, there's lots of anniversaries. We've got Black Butt in New South Wales. They're celebrating their third anniversary. Anything starting with the letter C? Yeah, I'm on. I, I'm keen to know where that came from because C is not for black butt. It's not for the number three. It's not for park run. So third letter of the alphabet. Maybe it's possibly. Yeah, possibly. Or maybe it's code for creative. If anybody knows, let us know. Clay's Brook Cove in WA and Victor Harbour in South Australia. And as both these events are coinciding with the opening ceremony of the Rio Olympics, they're having an Olympic-themed run, which is good for us because next week we're going Rio crazy. We are going Rio crazy. It's going to be all about Rio. Thanks, Scotty, for joining me back. I missed you this two weeks. It's good to be back. It's good to have a break. Yes, all of these things are good. You actually saw more of me and spent more time with me than you usually do. Yeah, I could have had another week off after that. Well, that's not going to happen because we're coming back next week and probably the following 29 weeks after that. Maybe that can be our routine. We have a break every 29 weeks. Sounds like a plan. A really bizarre plan, but a plan nonetheless. <laughs> 